Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Kathy Ransom is the author of Ransom Notes. And she is the uh, the host here, of course, and uh, the visuals and, and also the, the new owner of a television channel. And we're going to, as we... As we develop that, we'll let you know more and more. But everything's faith-based. Everything's wonderfully positive. And there's always a nice message there. And uh, you can get that channel on Roku and Amazon Fire. And, uh, and it, we're going we're gonna, to uh, – we're a work in progress. And you're going to see uh, some folks, some very interesting folks on there. But, again, everything is going to be faith-based. But you're going to see a lot of Kathy Ransom. Kathy, how are you? I'm uh, having a good day. Thank you for calling today. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah, well, it's uh, terrific. You have a pleasant day in Illinois. Uh, I, I, you know, it sounds like you had a, a pleasant day. So here in August, it's not too hot, not too cold. It's just kind of Goldilocks, uh, right? You know, everything's just right. And uh, I have that here, and it sounds like you have that there as well. I, I had to step outside a while ago to hand something to someone who was coming by to pick it up. I had shorts on and and a short sleeve shirt. I actually was cold. I mean, you know, not frigid, but uh, it was there was a wind blowing, and I don't know what the temperature really is, but it, I really was just a bit chilly. I got a question for you though. Yeah. When you hear the word peace, as in P E A C E, not as in a piece of cake. Yeah. When you hear the word peace, what comes to your mind, Frank? Well. I, you know, I guess the opposite of battle, right? The opposite of of struggle, and you know, sometimes we say uh, he or she is at peace, and that's when they we know that they're with the Lord. And you know, after a long battle, sometimes or a uh, a struggle for their health, and you say they're at peace. You know, we said when my mom passed, we said she's at peace. She's where she wants to be with the Lord. Uh, same thing with my father, who was very. Uh, uh, a very strong faith, both of them. Uh, I I think of that, but uh, I guess uh, you know in today's uh, today's world, you know, I you think of peace as as non-war or war stopping. Maybe one of those things is, uh, does that fit into what you're thinking? Well, I, absolutely. I think I think peace versus war versus conflict. Uh, it isn't just battles and armies. I think today it seems to me that our world, our families, our communities, everybody is tense. We tend to take sides. It's hard not to argue and get angry about it. And if you don't take my side, I want to walk away. And then, I, and then I also think of, of course, of guns and destruction and dislocation, and and that's the opposite of peace. But I really today sort of want to focus on. The, the thought of peace as individuals or families, because it, even political leaders can't seem to get along with each other. How do we how do we help avoid this conflict, which brings on high blood pressure and destructive behavior? Because we don't have peace, we have shootings sometimes. Frank, it's. It seems to me today that we have a great emphasis on me first and my family second and and everybody else, you know, 
I really don't care about. Just let me have my way. You can do your thing. And we tend to be sort of selfish. And maybe, maybe it's just an old lady perceiving things incorrectly. But a friend of mine shared some material not long ago, a take from Paul the Apostle, when he spoke to the, the church at Philippi in the fourth chapter, or you can read about it in the fourth chapter of Philippians. And he is concerned about peace. And he's saying that those church members need to do it. So this author shared with me, and I've sort of enhanced it, but uh, I want to talk a bit about it. He suggests about five things in that fourth chapter of, Philipp of the Philippians to the Philippians that perhaps could help us all in this tense world in which we live to be more kind and caring about others. And the first thing he said, we need to rejoice and stop complaining. When I think how often I complain about things, I, I rejoice a lot. But wow, Frank, sometimes I sit at dinner down here with friends and I think I complain because the food's maybe a little cold or it isn't seasoned like I like it. And, and instead of saying, Lord, I am so grateful to be in a place where food has served me. It's healthy. I have great friends to visit with. I should be so thankful. I need to stop complaining. It, it, it sort of implies that um, I, I need to focus on the positive. So the first thing I would like to, to really share with our audience is start switching more of your time to thinking of the positive and the good versus thinking of, and I'm talking to myself, of the things that aren't quite right. It's a little too cold, a little too warm. The, the windows don't close just right. The, the groceries weren't delivered on time. What happened to FedEx? They didn't deliver my credit, new credit card in the right place. They took it to a garage. That really did happen this weekend. You know, there's so many things of which you can complain. So Paul says, you know, you need to, to rejoice. And I bet you've rejoiced about at least one thing in the past week. I bet some, yeah, you know, I don't know. What, what pops into your mind that you rejoice about well, that made you happy? I, I, I spent six hours with my daughter yesterday. Uh, we we uh, just went to some uh, little hunt. To, to find a, a dessert she wanted, and it ended up being a six-hour day. I didn't even realize it, and I, 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 I thank the Lord after after she left. I didn't make a big deal about it. We were very happy about it, but I just loved that time, and I can't believe that it was six hours. I was spent so I was, wonderful, yeah, we, perfect example. You know, if uh, this rejoicing doesn't have to be fantastic things that you won the lottery for six million dollars. We're, we're not talking about that kind of rejoicing. Secondly, Paul says, <clears throat> stop being anxious. Calm down. Don't keep bickering. Be cool, so to speak. Sometimes we do worry about somebody is out too late at night or they're doing things that you're concerned about. They're climbing on the top of a ladder without adequate support or whatever it might be, we become anxious. But Paul says we need to start trusting, stop being so anxious, 
and know that God is there to help support us. We all get anxious at times. And, you know, I've talked about being anxious when I had my heart surgery. But you have to balance that out with thankfulness and know that he helps you. And then hand in glove with that if we're going to try and have peace. Frank, we have to start praying more. We have to both petition the Lord to help take care of some of these challenges that are real. But we also need to balance it with thank you. And I don't know about your family, but sometimes I think families so take for granted children or spouses or relatives of the generosity, the generosity, excuse me, and the good things that are happening. We just take them for granted and we forget to thank a friend. We forget to thank a spouse. We forget to thank our children for being in on time. We yell at them when they're not home on time. We yell at the, the driver next to us when he doesn't or she doesn't drive just like we want them to do. I'm talking about Catherine because that's what I do. <laughs> Instead of thanking people, wow, you were so courteous. You let me in in front of you. I don't have to say it to them, but my brain, if I'm trying to build a more peaceful world, my brain needs to focus on thankful things. And then we need to keep thinking about uh, th those uh, thought processes that keep us on the positive, that get rid of hatred, or get rid of anger, that help, or that are noble thoughts. And I'm not thinking that I have to be a noble person, but I need to think noble things, that maybe I am doing some things that are good and helpful. Focus on that. And then finally, we need to implement all those four things that we just talked about, that we need to rejoice, stop being anxious, pray, and revise our thinking processes. And maybe we can have a more peaceful world. Wouldn't it be great if we could talk to our political leaders, our world leaders, and encourage them to do those five things? Yeah, amazing. Uh, and, and, you know, you think of how long ago that was. It's so relevant today. It's exactly, it's, it's like, you know, you gave the advice today, you know, and it's, it's coming from, from uh, an ancient text. And you just think about that. And uh, just uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, the, if we just stop and we just listen to some of the wisdom that, that came to us from the Lord through people, through uh, through people that he sent here as messengers. What a wonderful thought. Well, it wouldn't hurt for us to share it with everybody in New York and Illinois and all the other places of the world. Very good. I, okay, I have, I have a closing thought for us today, Frank. Sometimes it takes me all day to get nothing done. <laughs> That's great. Uh, listen, you get a lot done, and people are listening to you say that, and they're like, my God, if Kathy is saying she doesn't get anything done today, what what does that mean for me? You know, books, documentaries, and uh, uh, podcasts, and radio shows, now TV. Uh, very, very hard to think of you getting nothing done, but it's a, it's a great thought, very funny thought. Kathy, thank you very much. God bless. Take care. And to everyone out there, thank you for listening. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time for Kathy Ransom on Ransom Notes.
You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.